here comes Peder Prejic. He's established his uh, reputation, well, burnished it, if you will, as a legend of Slovenian ski jumping. He'd already got a couple of individual medals, a silver and a bronze from Sochi. He contributed to the Slovenian gold, a performance in the mixed team event here. Great distances. The further we get down the order now, Welcome to the OG Jungle Who Day. Fitting the Cincinnati Bengals will try and win their first Super Bowl ever in Los Angeles, isn't it? Sort of a throwback home game when you think about it. McPherson and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. Well, the name of this award has changed, but I really love being a woman and being a female artist. I do. I do. I'm, re I'm really proud of us. I really, really am. Thank you so much. Killer. Yo, Martha, I didn't know you was into this. You mean smoking a turkey? It's simple with my Bic Easy Reach Lighter. It's perfect for hard to reach places. We should try this Bic Easy Reach Lighter with our favorite activity. You mean... The ultimate night. The ultimate food. And the ultimate lighter. Bic Easy Reach. The ultimate lighter. What? an incredible game that was. Wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen a superb owl like that in my life. I mean, I mean, the one side did the one thing and the other side went into the other thing and man, it was so close. Congratulations to the for winning the game. The superb <laughs> owl. <laughs> oh, that's a great intro there, Rabbi Dave. Thanks, Friar Cook. See, we we released this show on Sunday. Yeah. So when this show pops up in your feed and says, hey, there's a new What the Frock show, I, I don't know if Rod will or not, but I will be watching the, uh, the Superb Owl. I'm going to at least watch the commercials. Are you one of those people? Well, you know, I don't have a vested interest in any of the teams that are playing. So it's just, for me, it's a game of football. I'll just watch it and enjoy it for what it is. I'm not rooting for one side or the other. But the commercials, especially this year, Dave, Mike Myers is coming back as Dr. Evil. Yeah, I saw that. PETA is running an ad, too. They always try and run an ad, don't they? I don't know if they always do or not, but they're trying to run an ad to make you feel guilty about eating your, your Super Bowl People snacks. eating tasty animals. Right. <laughs> I'm not one of the I'm not one of the commercial people. I, I and I'll tell you why. Because next week on the NFL network, they'll run yeah. a show called Watch the Super Bowl commercials. Okay. And they'll show them all to you again. And it's like this is where this is what we've become as a society now. The commercials are are more more what we're interested in than than the actual event. Yeah, well, it all depends on the team you're voting, you're rooting for, right? Because if if your team, if the Broncos had made it, you you wouldn't care about the commercials at all. You'd be more invested into the. I super, have no, I have no investment owl. in either of these teams, and I don't care about. I mean, I do care. Yeah. See, here's the thing: everybody asks that every year. Okay, dude, who who are you pulling for in the Super Bowl? The superb Owl, because you can't say Super Bowl. No, you say Super Bowl, right? right then the NFL will be knocking on our door and saying, you, you owe us money. Billion dollars of in, income that they have. And the Super Bowl of chips. The Super Bowl. Just, the Super Bowl of chips. Right. So every year I, people ask me that. When the Broncos and Giants aren't playing, who are you pulling for? Well, I have a rule. And the rule is actually pretty simple. The rule is I always pull for the AFL team. AFL, for those of you that are too young to remember, is the American Football League, is what's now known as the American Football Conference. In my childhood, there were two professional football leagues, and they hated each other, and we loved it that way. Yeah. But then things got too persnickety, and they decided two football leagues is bad for business. Mm -hmm. So let's just be one big happy league, and so that's what they did. And three of the NFL teams had to move to the, what was now the AFC to balance it out size wise. Okay. So 
one of those teams I was okay with moving, the Cleveland Browns, because they are not an, an original NFL team. They are mm-hmm. actually an AAFC team. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Colts moved to the AFC. So when you look at this game, here's the thing. I have a weird attachment to the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Not the Rams franchise. When they were in St. Louis, couldn't care less. Yeah. Didn't like them. Thought they looked like crap. Never should have moved. But the Los Angeles Rams, I like. I'm one of the few people that owns a Dieter Brock jersey. Okay. Some of you will get that. that. Some of you will not. (laughs) Dieter Brock was, he was a Canadian football player who in 1983, either 83 or 85. I don't know. I don't know why I can't remember the day. I'm almost certain it was 83, but it could have been 85. And I have the entire power of the internet in front of me, but I'm not looking it up. Anyway, the Rams signed this guy out of Canada and he was supposed to be the, the first Warren Moon coming down from Canada or Frank Cap or whoever. And uh, with great fanfare, he took over the, the reins of the quarterback position for the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. I bought his jersey. And you'll notice that Dieter Brock is not in the Hall of Fame, nor, nope. uh, nor does anybody know who he is except for me. So anyway, I, I've always liked the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> but the Cincinnati Bengals are an AFL team. Mm. But not really. Although they are an AFL team in the sense that they came into existence in the American Football League, mm-hmm. they were the last AFL team to come into an existence. And their original owner, a guy by the name of Paul Brown, who had formerly been the owner and head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Before Art Modell fired him. Um, said of his Cincinnati team, he didn't buy the team, the Cincinnati Bengals, and they didn't come into existence until after the merger had already been agreed to. And his comment was, I didn't spend all this money for an AFL team. I bought an NFL team. (laughs) So I'm not sure how I feel about it. And I realize that's way too much detail. So at the end of the day, who am I pulling for? Well, I plunked down $20 on the Rams. Well, there you go. And gave the four points. How's that? There you go. Not a gambler, but thought, well. I'm not, I'm not gambling on it, so. But you should. I mean, if you're going to gamble, you should. <laughs> I tried fantasy football, you know, not this year, but in the past. God, I did horrible. fantasy football. You know why I hate fantasy football? It, it kind of ruins the game in a way. Number one, it ruins the game. for the players. You're rooting for players instead of teams. And, and that bit me in the butt more than once when my Broncos, my beloved Broncos, <laughs> would give up points to players that were on my team. And I had to be okay with it. The, yeah. day, the day I quit playing fantasy football was the day that I was playing somebody and I had the game won. Cleveland Browns, the freaking Cleveland Browns, kicked the field goal. I needed two points to win my game. They kicked the field goal. I had the, the only player that was playing that night. It was a Monday night game. Was, uh-huh. was mine. He was a Cleveland kicker. Kicked field goal. There's my three points. I win. I win by one. Huzzah me. Oh, wait. There's a flag on the play. Uh-oh. It's against the defense. Gives Cleveland a first and goal. Oh, so, so what they, did they do? They took the points off the board, scored a touchdown, kicked the one point extra point. Oh, no. So you didn't get what you needed? I lost by a point instead of winning by one. At that point, I said, I hate this game. I hate this whole fantasy (laughs) football crap. I think we played together once or twice. We did. Something like that. We did. Yeah. I've tried. I've tried doing show leagues and stuff like that. But it's it. The problem with it is, is that you get you get eight players, 10 players, 12 players, whatever. Three of them will really be into it. And yeah. the rest of them are just kind of like, oh, I have a team. Yeah. <laughs> and unless you've got, unless you've got 10 people that are really into it. Yeah. It's just not fun. So. Well, I, you know, I was into it when I had it, much to my wife's dismay, because now I'm watching every football game to watch for my players and how they're doing versus just watching, you know, the team I was interested in. So 
Yeah, it was an interesting, uh, interesting time. But uh, I wouldn't mind trying it again sometime, but not for a little while. Well, it won't be with me, so there you nope. go. It wasn't. It, it stopped being fun. It was. It, it, it became almost yeah. like the Olympics, which. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm not watching. I can't say I've not watched any of it because I have. I'm watching some, not not as much as my wife is watching right now. Okay, so she's like the only person in the country that's watching. Well, yeah, I mean, she's also the one sport that she participated in was ice skating when she was younger. So for her, it's a, kind of a interest in the ice skating and wasn't that where all the drama curling. is? I love watching curling. Yeah. It's so fun. Isn't, it's isn't the only game I think. Skating. You know what? Damn it, I could drink a beer and I could do that. <laughs> yeah, we all think that. And then we get on the ice and we go, huh, not as easy what as it looks. The heck, what are I thinking? <laughs> you almost got to be Canadian to do this, and I'm not. No. Which is weird because there's a lot of Canadians in the games. Yeah. Not playing for Canada. It's weird. Anyway, nobody's watching them. It, it, they're very difficult to watch, I'll tell you that. I really despise NBC's coverage of the Olympics and have for the last several decades. I don't know what they're doing, but they're, they're making this. And okay, I get it. There's a 14-hour time difference between Beijing and mm-hmm. the Pacific time zone. Even worse if you're on the East Coast. I got it. But they're chopping up of things and just giving you really badly edited highlights, especially in mm-hmm. the hockey game. Ah. I tried to watch a hockey game and it was, I just wanted to, I just wanted to uh, criticize the WNBA about it. That's how bad it was. It was unwatchable. <laughs> you and can watch the replays and they're not edited as, as badly. I, uh, I started watching the hockey game, the U.S. versus China men's. You mean the United States versus Canada? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> you were watching it and? <laughs> I, I did. I watched through two periods and after that I'm like, meh. I mean, I'm, I was working and I had it on in the background, so I'd turn around and look when they scored. Right. Uh, I've been listening to media shows talking about how bad this, this has been. And, you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the time difference. There's the issue of the fact that China, or as I like to refer to them, West Taiwan, um, is run by a murdering, thuggish dictatorship. And everybody mm-hmm. knows that. And then there's the venues. The, have you oh, yeah. seen the ski jump <laughs> Yeah, that's in like a, a defunct steel area that's got a bunch of, you know. But it looks cooler, like. Cooler towers. It looks like a looks nuclear. like a freaking nuclear power plant. It's not, but it looks like one. It, yeah. Oh, but Chern- it's okay. Chernobyl, comrade. Because <laughs> they painted the logo on one of the towers. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Can you, can you imagine the slave that had to do that job? <laughs> we were talking we about this thing. It, it, it's a. It's an old steel mill that wasn't destroyed when Beijing, they shut it down in 2015, five, I don't know, somewhere in there because it was too polluting. And, you know, the air in Beijing was really bad. We're not supposed to talk about that. They get upset if we talk about how bad the air quality is in in Beijing. They'll pull you off the air if you're a reporter. (laughs) Well, they'll pull you off the air if you're Dutch and you're reporting on on the games too, from what I hear. That's what I saw. There was a time when we used to do the Beijing airport. In fact, uh, Used to have to do these valley air reports when I was in Modesto. I hated mm-hmm. them. I'm just gonna say that up front. I felt felt dirty having to do that crap. But you know, so I would always make sure we did the Beijing air quality report as part of that, just for comparison's <laughs> sake. Hey, this guy's here telling you how bad our air is, but just be glad you're not in Beijing. Yeah. Anyway, whole point of it was that uh, they shut this thing down. So this this thing has this um, really dystopian. They, they they never tore it down. Yeah. So it's just been sitting there for 20 kinda years, like, 15 years. Kind of Hunger Game-ish. Hunger Games, very much, that's what people are saying. And so now we're being told that that's not how we're supposed to look at it. We're, we're supposed to look at it as some sort of um, art deco, dystopian artwork kind of thing. See how See how interesting this is? As the ski oh jumpers go God. flying in front of the <laughs> cooling towers. It's like, um, so. It's how bad the media has sunk, really. It's really, a, 
they're they're presenting they're trying to present everything as a, a certain narrative that they're just trying to spin and convince you of. Nobody's buying it, right? And that's the because nobody's watching. No, let's go, so, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be it. I don't I don't I don't know that these are even watchable. I really don't. I mean, I've tried a couple of times. There's there's not a lot of winter sports I like, but ski jumping is one of them. Yeah. So they DQ'd half the women who were ski jumping. I saw that because they're baggy pants or something like that. Right. The same pants they've been wearing for 20 years. Yeah. Are now too baggy. So they DQ'd half the, uh, most of the people who were going to win, they, they DQ'd them. And so there you go. Um, baby, baby don't got back. No. But like ice hockey, um, I did watch the United States versus China game. And you were right. That game they did not chop up. I think it's because I recorded it live instead yeah. of the replay. Um, say United States versus China, but there's 25 players on the China's on a, on a hockey team roster. Of the 25 players on the, the communist China, the West Taiwanese hockey mm-hmm. team, six are from China. The rest are all from North America. I don't understand how they can do that. I don't either. But now... Someone said to me, well, these are all people that play in China in the professional Chinese hockey league. Well, okay, that may very well be. However, comma, if I'm putting together an Olympic team to play against the United States, Russia, the Czech Republic, Poland, Mm -hmm. do I really want North American hockey players who are so fantastic that they have to go to China to play? They're not even in the junior leagues in the North America. They're not even... They're not even in the minor leagues in America. They're in China. Do I really want those guys representing me? Well, it depends on if they're better than your Chinese na- native players. Well, they lost eight to nothing to us, so I'm going to go with <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, one of them, Ewing something or, or Ethan, Ethan something ends up in the penalty box. And I'm looking at it. This is the first time I noticed it. I'm looking at this guy going, wait, his name is Ethan? Yeah. And they show up in the penalty box and I'm going, that guy's Canadian. I mean, I, yeah. I, I have Canadian dar. I can tell Canadians when I see them, right? And I, I'm Canadian looking at dar? that guy's Canadian. Yeah. How did that develop? Canuck dar. Canuck dar? Yeah. So anyway, I, that guy's Canadian. So I took a picture of it on the TV and I sent yeah. it to Rod and Bill. I'm like, what the? You did. <laughs> Seeing this guy in a Chinese hockey player jersey, that was fantastic. It's like, it's a, I, you would think that they at least have to be citizens, right? You'd think. To represent the the, the actual think, country's team. You'd think, but somehow or another, now according to the the news that I read, um, let's see. The, the the only reason China gets to be in the tournaments because they're hosting the tournament. If they, if sure. they weren't, they wouldn't have qualified. So uh, they recruited a bunch of players from North America to play on the team. Most of their players, all but six, are North are North Americans, Canadian and American. Um See, they have six natural-born players, 11 Canadians, seven Americans, and a Russian. Since we've been over here for three years, you start to feel a closeness to China, said Chris Chelios, or Jake Chelios, sorry. We've been eating Chinese food. I eat Chinese food, so. (laughs) That makes you close to the China, Dave. Living the Chinese culture. (laughs) I get a Chinese massage. (laughs) Hmm. There's an Asian massage parlor here. Anyway, so you feel a certain closeness with China and you start to feel you want to win for them, said Chelios. He, by the way, is the son of the NHL Hall of Famer Chris Chelios, three-time Stanley Cup winner and a member of Team USA, 84, 98, 02, and 26. Um, Still, the roster is creating a bit of controversy. In November, the Chinese team came under fire for not meeting the competitive standards but because they're guaranteed a slot because it's in Beijing, they sure. don't have to. Um, let's see. China didn't just throw this team together. Most of its national team players were already playing for Kulun Red Star, pro hockey team in the mostly Russian Continental Hockey League. But Mostly Russian? <laughs> if you're looking for the metaphor for how China co-ops international rules in bad faith for its own advantage, look, look, look no further than the Chinese Olympic hockey team. More Americans than Chinese on the team. So. They only did that to save face. They just didn't want to have a blowout where you know their actual national team 
did so bad. The Canadian goalie of the winning women's team is named Zhou Zhaying. But she's but not Canadian. Chinese. She's Canadian. Her name, her real name is Kimberly Newell. And so she adopted a Chinese name. She was, I, I don't know that she adopted a Chinese name. I think they just gave them the, really? here's your name in Chinese. I know the jerseys have them on there like that. Um, though, although her pro, fly, pro Olympic profile lists English as her first language, she was recently told that she was not allowed to speak English to members of the press. Instead, she has to speak in Mandarin and allow a translator to convey her words to the media. Oh, that's that could be problematic depending on how bad your yeah. mandolin, mandolin, your Mandarin is. <laughs> and, and, and that's not it, man. I mean, if it was just hockey, you'd go, okay, look, they had to put a team together. Yeah. So... Zhu Yi, the U.S.-born Olympic figure skater. Have you seen this? There are two, at yeah. least two that I've seen. There was, was she the born. one that renounced her citizenship? Yes. U.S.-born kids, skaters, who moved to communist China, West Taiwan, and renounced their U.S. citizenship and started skating for China. And she's, uh, she's having problems because she fell. And she is well, being roundly yeah. Gravity is different over there, right? Apparently so. She's being roundly <laughs> criticized for this because she's, um, she's, oh, look, my wife's bringing me cake. Sorry. Oh, well, there you go. So, That's service. This is how we celebrate the superb owl. Anyway, she fell, and there's pictures of her crying, sobbing openly. And then you've got a Russian, you got to get this cat out of here. Sorry. And then you get, uh. <laughs> cat and cake yeah. doesn't mix. Pardon and then you get, uh. With this interruption. Yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? And then, and then you get the uh, the Russian doping thing going on. And oh, yeah. It's Potential like the whole thing is just not watchable. Know, they... It's just not watchable. And it's like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm trying to enjoy it, but I'm finding it, I'm finding it difficult. Yeah. I haven't watched any of I, I like the speed skating, especially when it's the, the group of people going around the track really fast and they like half of them wipe out. But That's I haven't, fun. I haven't really watched it this time. So, yeah. Sorry. My wife made me cake in the middle of the show. <laughs> anyway. It looked good. I'm, I'm, finding the, uh, I'm finding the Olympics basically unwatchable. Pretty much. I wasn't which, looking forward to them anyway. Which puts me in line with basically 98% of Americans who are not watching. It would seem that way. And I hear that the ratings are in the trash can. Which is making NBC. Now, NBC is trying to spin this. They're going, well, sure. it, it always starts out bad. And then it gets better as, as the competitions become more interesting, quote unquote, it becomes, the viewership goes up, but I don't, I don't, I don't know see from, that from the opening ceremonies when they included pomp and circumstance and the, and when everyone's coming in, it's like, really, you're going to do the graduation song to oh, what's up with that? What's up with having the Ugar? Fella, the, the, we, light, the Uyghur. Yeah. Yeah. Uyghur. Light the, light the. Oh, see, this one survived. <laughs> see, we treat them nicely. We don't know what you're talking about. As he disappears after yeah. after it's all said and done, no one knows where he is. Anybody seen him since? <laughs> no. Supposedly, he's an athlete, but I don't know. COVID protocol. He's in the COVID And then NBC day. gets in trouble yesterday because one of the skiing favorites, woman fell, and she essentially DQ'd. But, so she sat on the the snow for like 20 minutes crying and they carried all of that live. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. The, emo the emotionalization like, of the Olympics. That's what we get from NBC. I've, well, I've always I mean, disliked their stories. They're, you know, Oh, you got to look at how this person's background and history got them to where they're at. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm all for that. I don't mind the human. I don't mind the human interest story. I don't need to spend 20 minutes watching this girl cry. On this I don't side. need that in oh. the middle of the actual, you know, stuff going on. <laughs> I don't well, even to break the other, away to cover it. I, I think that's the, uh, the issue is that they, her sitting there kind of, uh, shut the tournament down because nobody else could go while she was sitting there. So maybe that was it. I don't know. Anyway, anybody else watching the Olympics? Cause we're not, yeah. I mean, other than a hockey game. And I think I'm done with hockey until the medal round. I think Probably. I've seen enough of it to, to be uh, completely turned off. I love ski jumping. Ski jumping is the sport 
if I had a bucket list, ski jumping would be on there. I want to do that. I love the ski jump because it looks so cool. It's not as cool as it looks when you see it in person. Yeah. Because you get this vision of these guys flying down that thing, whoosh, into the air, spread out. They're steering themselves. And you think, oh, my God, they're flying. That's the closest thing to human flying you're ever going to see. It's like Rocket rocket J Squirrel, man. And then they when you see it. Squirrel suits, right? Those, yeah. those flying suits. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Come off of that, and then you're gliding out of the party. Matty in in a squirrel suit would have been so cool. That would have been great. Anyway, it and the sport is so the the sport is so stoic. It's so serious. It takes itself so serious. This is why a few years ago when Eddie the Eagle was was involved, <laughs> people were like, people were mad because he was making a mockery of this thing by by making these massive thirty meter jumps. You know the, the record's yeah. one hundred and ten meters and stuff, and he's he's doing 30, 40 meter jumps. <laughs> we're like, why is he even here? He's having fun, and yeah. the press was like eating that up. Anyway. When you see it for real, you realize that it's all camera angled. Sure. Because the hill is like vertical. Yeah. Right. So they they're fly, not flying. Sh- they're just falling. They're, they're literally just falling. They're only like 10 feet off the ground. Yeah. So it's a little disappointing from that aspect, but I still love it. I still love to do it. You know what hurts to watch? The moguls. When they're going, I'm like, my knees would, would be, you know, I'd be in traction after just doing one run down those things. I wouldn't get over one mogul. <laughs> I, I used to love to ski. I mean, I loved it. Never tried it. The last time I went was <clears throat> a few years before my, before my knee problems really kicked in. And I was like, man, two runs down the hill. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go sit in here and drink, uh, Drink coffee and watch the fire and yeah. the pretty girls. I'm, I'm a natural born klutz that comes from a long line of klutzes. So I know my limitations. I, I learned that early on in part from my dad's example. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that's the Olympics. Hope you're having fun watching them and God bless those Canadian Chinese. Hey. live on WMMB in Melbourne, Florida. Hope you're enjoying listening to my buddy Dave or my buddies Dave and Rod anyway. Always good to hear them and you can join me as well. I'm on Eastern Time, 6 to 9 a.m. every day at BillMick.com. Hit the Listen Live link and you can pick up the podcast there as well. Morning conversation about the Space Coast, Florida, and the country. We do it every day. Bill Mick Live on WMMB. Now get back to Dave or Dave and Rod. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this is what the Frock, a weekly look. Joy of a goalie art of things are going on around us, including the superb owl today. Yep. And the Olympiacs. The Olympiacs. By the way, the way you say eh in Chinese is eh. Eh? Eh? That's eh. Not, not too far away from the Canadian Canadians will version. feel right at home. Yeah, just about. No problem there. Eh? So weird stuff happening in the world today. Uh, I don't listen to popular music. My I don't uh, as much anymore. My Alexa is set basically to permanently play the Rolling Stones and Neil Diamond, and that's pretty much it. Not Neil Young or Neil who? <laughs> Isn't he He's dead? still alive? Yeah. <laughs> and I. No, people think I'm kidding when I say that. I seriously thought he was dead. I was shocked when he came out and said he wanted he wanted to cancel Joe Rogan. I, Neil Young is still alive. I could not believe. I had to look it up because I was I was absolutely convinced that he was dead. Yeah. I don't. I. I'm surprised Joni Mitchell's not dead. I. I, don't, I just assumed these people were gone. I. I don't know. Does that make me the bad guy? 
I guess they serve some small sliver of the population, but well, you know what we say. It's obviously, Judaism. not my generation. So we say that uh, you don't die until your purpose is complete. God doesn't take you until your whatever okay. it is that you were supposed to do is complete. So I guess if he dies next week, we'll know that Neil Young's purpose was to complain about Joe Rogan. Or to get the, the Neil Young songs off of Spotify. Yeah, That could have been the purpose. So Adele is in trouble. Is she? So Adele is the gargantuan singer that lost a bunch of weight mm-hmm. and was very popular a few years ago. Uh, so that she got in trouble for that. She got in trouble for losing weight. She did. Which, which was bizarre that. to me. People were like, how dare you lose weight? How dare you look really good now? What, what, it wasn't enough for you to be blessed with the voice of God and mm-hmm. be able to make millions. Of, now she's you gotta got to go a great good. voice, man. Yeah, she does. Skyfall, man. That's Skyfall rip that she does. Ugh. Anyway, uh, she got a lot of hot water over that. She's being, uh, Twitter has turned its wrath from Joe Rogan, at least temporarily, onto Adele. Mm-hmm. Because she accepted an award this week from some British award show. Yeah. Where they used to have woman performer of the year and male performer of the year. But the award show said, hey, that's transphobic. So we're just going to have the performer of the year. Okay. And she won. I don't know why, but she did. And she made the comment when she was accepting the award that she's happy being a woman. She likes performing as a woman and she's proud to be a woman. There you go. And this was immediately attacked on Twitter as being quote, a turf, a turf, transphobic, extremist, radical feminist. Okay. In other words, this is politically incorrect and she's transphobic because she said, Uh I like being a woman. Yeah. Cause anyone who disagrees with the, the trans community and takes a stance for male or female. Yep, you're automatically an enemy of them. Well, I thought it was interesting. I mean, they, they, the the cancel culture went after her mm-hmm. for this. Uh, they started calling her turf, which is what they also call Rowling. Yep, J.K. JK Rowling. Rowling. Yep. They, boy, they don't like her at all. Which no. is weird because uh, up until a couple of years ago, I think they were all convinced that Harry Potter was gay. Well, that was Dumbledore that I knew that they were talking about was gay. I knew somebody on that. They, the trans people yeah. loved Harry Potter or the, the LGBTQ people. They she all loved came Harry out Potter. and said that the, he had had a relationship with another. Right. Which doesn't make you gay. No. If you're on a submarine, it's not gay. It's only when you're oh, not on the submarine. That it's gay. <laughs> anyway, point being. That, point I didn't being, need to know that. <laughs> yeah. If you're underway, it's not gay. <laughs> anyway. So they all loved her. And then she came out and started saying, you know, this trans thing. She was, so they labeled her the turf, which was the first time I'd ever heard it. Mm-hmm. Transphobic, extremist, radical female, fe- feminist. Feminist. Yeah. So basically, I guess that means you're a woman who doesn't, you're a Joe Rogan, you're a female Joe Rogan, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You, I, which I, again, I don't know if Joe Rogan's anti-trans or not, um, but I know that if he, if he's not, he'll soon be accused of it. Because they're accusing him of basically everything else. Oh, yeah. They're, they're trying everything they can to get him canceled, and it's not working. Yeah, there's 100 million reasons why it's not working. Mm-hmm. So, And in another 100 million reasons that if it did work, he'd go over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Plus, I'd still have to, So, I guess one of the papers ran a poll. It's like 49% of the. 49% want Joe Rogan canceled immediately or something like that. Yeah. Who'd they poll? Um, the problem wasn't who they pulled. The problem was how many they pulled. Cause yeah, oh, 49% okay. of the people that they pulled wanted him canceled, but that worked out to like 19 people. Great. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a great representative sample. Well, I don't pay any attention to polls, folks. Yeah. They don't mean anything and they can be manipulated. And, and anytime somebody starts using percentages, you know, they're trying to hide something. And unless it's a batting average, they're trying to hide something. And even with batting average, you got to be cautious. If someone says, hey, he's hitting 750 and it's April 22nd, you kind of go, well, okay. So 
He played one game and he got three hits. Yeah. You know, it <laughs> doesn't really mean anything. But, man, they are they are going after Adele over this. And it, it's been interesting to see the response because the response has been very split. The hardcore LGBTQRSTUV people, man, they are they are trying to make this an issue. They sure. want this to be an issue. It's the E-I-E-I-O group. That's what I call them. But there's half the folks out there that are like, it's not, she didn't mean that. In fact, if you read the first half of her statement, she makes it very clear. She didn't mean that, but she likes Mm -hmm. being a woman, which, okay. I mean, what do they care if she likes being a woman? Exactly. I mean, apparently you like being a woman too. So what's not you, you, but no, I understand. Yeah. So (laughs) what's your problem here? Anyway, they've tried to turn this into a turf thing and she's not it's a turf uh, war. She's not playing, which is nice to see. It's nice to see somebody throw something back at it's nice to see their own attacking them too, because it's the people who are making this accusation are being criticized by other people going, you're just, it, which is again, it's part of the process, but, but it's, it, it's this idea that we're turning, um, we're turning cancel culture around and I don't buy that we are, but at the same time, there's this mindset that they're, they're eating their own. There is some resistance, I think, but it's there not. is resistance. Yeah. But let's say for sake of argument that they get Joe Rogan canceled mm-hmm. somehow or another, they get him canceled. I don't think that's going to be the panacea that they think it's going to be. Number no. one, he's just going to go to another platform. He will. But number two, there's going to be blowback. People oh, are going to yeah. go, look, was it really misinformation? I mean, why is it misinformation when Joe Rogan says it, but when Jay Inslee gets up and says it, it's not. Yeah. Politicians can say what they want and there's no with flack about how bad or incorrect they are. Yeah. Well, not up here because Inslee's not worried about it up here, but apparently the Democrat party is worried. It's, it's like the meme all the way back at the beginning. Remember this? Hey, when's the pandemic going to be over? Well, I don't know. I'm not a politician. Yeah. And now here we are two years later. And guess what? Polling is showing that people want this focus groups. They did focus groups in New York that so showed idiot. that people were, were tired of it. Oh, well, well, we better get rid of it. Yeah, that's so idiotic, I swear. All of the science, right? Oh, yeah. There you go. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Whitey. And this is Hank. And you can listen to our podcast, Two Pint Talk, on all your favorite podcast sources. So come check it out where we talk about two beers and, and everything stuff. <laughs> listen to Two Pint Talk on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's that time of our show where we go over the the WTF news of the day. And so the news story for me today, Dave, I mentioned turf war earlier. And and don't you hate it when your neighbor gets a really bad blowjob? And I mean, not the kind, not the sexual kind. And get your mind out of the gutter. It's it, it's the leaf blowing. Wasn't sure where you were going with this. Yeah, the, the leaf blowing goes away and you, and you get... Uh, Orion, you get leaves on your lawn because your neighbor's doing something. I mean, that's that's enough to really make you mad. But is it really enough to make you mad enough to go over to their yard and to blow the leaves back on their yard? Would you do that? Leaf, you know, leaf blower. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, well, with the ensuing confrontation, would you then possibly, you know, get into like a fist fight or maybe you know stab somebody over it? No, I wouldn't go that. We turn our news to Palm Bay, Palm Bay, Florida, Florida, and there was a woman who is accused of stabbing two people and pushing an elderly woman in a feud over leaf blowing, police said. Basically, in an affidavit, they, they told Palm Bay police that she came over to her house Sunday afternoon and found leaves in her front lawn, assuming they had been placed there by the people 
across the street, mind you. Mm. It's across the street. She pulled out her leaf blower and blew, blew them back onto their lawn across the street. One of the victims told police she saw this woman with the leaf blower and he pulled his mother out. They went out to confront her. When the man and his sister and the sisters tried to intervene, he said the woman slapped his sister and a struggle ensued. Meanwhile, she's holding a leaf blower, I guess, and she couldn't just like blow her in her face or something. Anyway, there's there's a report that the woman pulled out a steak knife and stabbed stabbed one or two people, but the police didn't find evidence of a steak knife being there. There was some video camera evidence of the woman being pushed, but all of this because of a bad blow job. Well, speaking of sexual malfeasance. Okay. Washington, D.C., February 8th. The way of a woman passeth all understanding. Mm-hmm. The opening line of this scent of this story. The other day, Mrs. C.W. Angel, a pretty Washington telephone girl, had her husband thrown into jail in Richmond, Virginia. What's a telephone girl? Well, contextually, I assume that's an operator, but I don't actually know. Do we have those anymore? I thought they were all automated. No, no, no. Okay. All right. I'll let you go. Sorry. She had her husband thrown into jail in Richmond, Virginia. Why? You may be saying, would she have her husband thrown into jail? Why would she do something like that? For an alleged violation of the man act. M a N N act. Mm. Which was once upon a time, a law in this country that made it real man. Unless you've got another N at the end of your. Right. Made it illegal to transport a woman across state or county lines for the purposes of sex. Hmm. So, Mr. Angel, Mr. C.W. Angel, I'm going to interpret this for you here. Sure. Picked up a hooker and his wife found out about it. Okay. And had him thrown into jail. The next day, she pawned all of her jewelry for funds to, uh, to engage a defense counsel and to, to defend him and bail him out on the charges that she filed against him for violation of the Mann Act, which was essentially prostitution. He wasn't to blame, she explained. He was vamped by this woman. Through her beauty, her wiles, and her whims, she gained such an influence over him that he wasn't responsible for what he did. Unquote. Wow, he has her around her fing, his, her, his finger. The girl in this case, a Miss Bessie Rees of Washington, D.C., denies that she eloped, air quote, air quote, with Angel. Although admitting she knew him in Washington, she insists that the meeting in Richmond was purely by chance. I.W. Kemp, special agent of the Department of Justice, who made the arrest, is wording, uh, is, is working on a theory, however, that Angel accompanied Ms. Reese from Washington. This is, uh, this is the kind of crap that used to happen in this country. February 8th, 1921, Washington, okay. D.C. <laughs> that is an actual news story <laughs> from 1921. Where the woman wow, found they out had WTF news back then, too. They certainly did. It's the kind of thing that makes you say, WTF. WTF. Coming up this week on the Best Business Network's Deep Leadership Podcast, host John Rennie interviews special guest Ken Blanchard. You probably know who he is, but if you don't, know this. He is a legend in the leadership space. He is the co-author of more than 65 books, including the iconic The One Minute Manager, with combined sales of over 23 million copies. He was inducted into Amazon's Hall of Fame as one of the top 25 best-selling authors of all time. Subscribe to the Deep Leadership Podcast on your favorite podcast player, so you don't miss this special interview. 
Welcome back. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. This is what the frock. Have you seen the um, the curiosity pictures from Mars? I have not. Not the recent ones. Okay, so yesterday, I guess NASA released a just an incredible 360 degree view of of, of the Martian landscape, I, I'm, and I'm not sure if it's from clear cure. I'm not clear if it's from Curiosity or if it's from... It says Curiosity Rover Sol. So my internet is not playing with me, so I can't even call the story up right now, but there we go. So I'm I'm looking at this, and this picture is incredible. You'd swear, if you you didn't know that was Mars, you'd say it could be Arizona. It could be. it, It really is incredible, which isn't the amazing part of this story. The amazing part of the story is that I, I did what you should never do on the internet. Uh-huh. I started reading the comments. Oh. <laughs> and I got into these comments and I'm like, okay, so there's questions here about, you know, what the the landscape, it looks weathered. It looks like sedimentary rocks. It's, it's really cool. I mean, stuff like this is great. But then you get down here to, um, to some of these commenters that all of a sudden are in a different language and it happens to be German. So in German, it, it comes across as the Heaten Ricks hinter dem Stein, the Hartmann Großwater Gemeet, sie das Bernsen Zimmer auf Getz. Sorry, my German's a little rusty, but. So you hit the translate, right? Yeah. And you think, okay, this is going to be some profound thing. This is what it translates as. Are you ready? I'm ready. In the back, right behind the rock, my grandfather meant be the amber room. Let's go. <laughs> so you start been, reading you start reading the follow-up comments, because you know, people are replying to this. In German. In German. <laughs> At Tuo Tates, the hell dog certainly didn't lie despite his fentanyl medication. <laughs> Der Glass got im Kopf? No, he was clear in his head. (laughs) I got to stop reading this stuff because clearly I'm missing something somewhere. There's something being lost in the translation here. Yeah. (laughs) Which leads me to what I really wanted to say here, which is that I follow a lot of eclectic pages and stuff. Yeah. And if nobody understands your context, it's not funny. So, dear safe Seattle, stop posting stories about people that nobody has any freaking clue who are. Because you might as well be in German telling me that yeah. You know, your hell dogs are Your uh, hell dogs are not doing stuff and your your fentanyl medication is right behind the rock. <laughs> Cuz nobody has any clue what the hell you're talking about. But they keep doing. It. And strike me that those pictures are incredible. They are. You have very clear. Them. You should go see them because uh they're the kind of thing that, yeah, I never thought I'd live to see that. Yeah. You know, it's like when I was born, we were still just barely orbiting Earth. Yeah. We had black and white televisions. Computers were the size of rooms. Now here I am closing in on 60 and I'm, I'm basically Google earthing, walking around Mars. Well, and your phone's oh, got that. more power than those room fields of, uh, filled with computers back in the day. It makes me wonder what my son will see in his lifetime, which hopefully won't be Big Brother, but we'll see how it all goes. And take, take care and check it out there. Anyway, you can, uh, you can check that out online. It's on the Planetary Landscapes page on Facebook if you haven't seen it. But be, be cautious because the German, the Germans, and see, here's the thing. I'm pretty the sure Germans that's not what cutting. I'm pretty sure that's not what they're talking about, but I'm sure. it doesn't translate well. And I should have taken it to Google Translate, but you know what? We you can do that. Right? We got a second here, right? Let's see Google's, the original Google Translate's much better than Facebook. Than, than Facebook? Facebook's yeah. just terrible at this. So let's uh, detect the language, and I want it in English. That's how we figured out how to say it, by the way. Back there on the right, behind the stone, that's where my grandfather said was the Amber Room. Let's go. Contextually, I sort of get that because you know what the Amber Room was, right? No. The Amber Room was the 
the uh, palace, the Tsar's palace okay. that the Germans apparently took at some point. And um, now that's the, <laughs> the translation's not getting any better. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so, and, and nobody knows where it went. And there's rumors about where it is in Germany and stuff like that. Sure. So, so maybe he's making a joke that, oh, look, there's the amber room hidden on the Mars behind that, hidden on yeah. Mars behind that rock, but, which would be funny. I'm surprised Facebook didn't fact check that. <laughs> surprised they didn't put a COVID box. You know what? I'm going to do Seriously. that. I'm going to put the COVID box thing on there. <laughs> Just because I'm oh, a that's jerk. So funny. Anyway, we would really appreciate it if you would uh, like and download the show. Yeah. Share it. I keep asking people to rate and review, but. I, you does, know, my, so. my son-in-law loves our show. He listens religiously now. Every week. What's his name? And he was a little, his, his it's name It's interesting is, that he does, it's good that he does it religiously because we, this yeah. is a religious show. It, well, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's Dylan. His name is Dylan and he loves his show and he was a little disappointed that I didn't, I didn't give him a shout out when I was talking about the twins last week, which are doing well. So Dylan and my daughter, Ariel. Well, he didn't have anything to do with it, right? No, well, I mean, he had, he had a, a small role. He's going to have an increasingly large role when it comes to <laughs> As, as they get older. Well, Dylan, raise them right. That's all we can say. Raise yes, them with the true Goliard understanding and tradition of life. Yeah. Which is that if you take things too seriously, you, know, you end up being called a turf, <laughs> even if you're not one. <laughs> but in the meantime, if you sing boisterous songs and drink and be merry and, well, you're married, so you can't really be body, but... Yeah, well, yeah. But remember, if you're underway... It's not dead. Okay. <laughs> he didn't need to know that, but that's okay. I think there's a lot of us that didn't need to know that. <laughs> On that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this has been... What the Frock? <laughs>